So, what's your favorite food when it's coronavirus? Well, we were lucky enough to sort of stock up a little bit. Let me tell you. I will tell you what your favorite thing is. Okay, tell me what my favorite thing is, honey. It's this special uh, Rice Krispie Treat. Oh, the Rice Krispie Treats that we made yesterday? Definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, mine too. How did that make you feel? So good. Because I love them! When I was a kid, Grandma and me used to make Rice Krispie Treats. And did you have a little chef hat on? Did I have a little chef hat on? Uh, I don't think so. I think that I usually just didn't wear a hat when I was cooking. So, when you and your grandma made Rice Krispie Treats in the olden days, was grandma young? In the olden days of 1993, yes, grandma was young. Wow. Yeah. Hi, I'm Max, and from Pineapple Street Studios, this is The Kids Are All Home. For the past two weeks, you've been sending us your podcast about all sorts of cool things. You've been making up songs, exploring your own backyards, and telling us about some awesome women in history. Another thing you guys are making a lot of podcasts about, food. Eating, cooking, even getting groceries can feel pretty different right now. You might miss having lunch at school with your friends, or it might be harder than normal for you to get the foods you need. But you also might be having a lot of fun with food. Maybe you and your family are spending time together in the kitchen like you haven't before, making old recipes and some new ones too. So today, we're going to hear about those creative concoctions, get some tips on how to whip up delicious treats, and we're going to learn about some ingredients that are extra special to you. And for an episode about food, there's no better place to start than the pantry. So first up, we have a podcast called Pantry Investigations. It's all about the weird things you might find in your kitchen if you take the time to look around. Hello, everybody. My name is Ellis, and I'm coming to you from my pantry from my home in New York City. Today, I'm going to be going through my pantry and looking for the strangest thing that I can find in here. I like to call this Pantry Investigations. All right, so I'm going to get started here. We have oh, some, some sardines in a can. Doesn't look very appealing. We have some mung beans. That's a very interesting find. Who knows what those are used for? We have, oh no, oh no. I found the glue trap for the, quick story here. A couple years ago, on my mom's birthday, we, our pantry got ransacked by a bunch of mice who ate everything. So we got these glue traps and we set them up and I for completely forgot that they are still here and I just stuck my hand in one and I can't get it off. Oh my gosh. Anyway, I'm going to keep going through the pantry here. Okay, we have, oh, we have a, a hamster cage and bird seed. See, but here's the surprising thing. We have never had a bird, ever. Why is there bird seed in our pantry? I have no idea. Anyway, I think we have a winner. The bird seed is going to be the strangest thing. And the thing that I forgot the most is the glue trap, which I have to go and get off of my hands now. Hopefully the mice never come back. This has been Ellis from New York City. Stay safe and have a great week. Hey, thanks, Ellis. 
He might have a hard time finding something to make with that glue trap, but I think it can be really fun to hunt around for ingredients in my house and make something new for dinner. Another way I get inspiration is from cooking shows. And our next podcast comes from Rachel, who's an all-star kid baker. She's been doing a lot of baking while she's stuck at home with her dads and her brother, but it can get a little bit boring making the same things over and over again. So we introduced Rachel to our friend and professional chef, Carla Lolly Music. Other than having the world's best name, Carla is the author of the cookbook, Where Cooking Begins, and she's also editor-at-large at the food magazine, Bon Appetit. For their podcast, Carla taught Rachel how to bake something she'd never made before. I also have a baking show on YouTube, I think. You do? Yes. It's called The Cookie from Baking Show. Carla lives in New York, and Rachel lives in Maine, but that didn't stop them from cooking together on video chat. So we're going to make a batch of biscuits today. Okay. So I want you to grab your large mixing bowl, and we're going to add the flour, the sugar, the baking powder, and the salt. Okay. Oh, good job scraping it off to level it. Have you made biscuits before? No, I help my grandma make desserts. Yeah, she must be pretty excited to have a, another baker in the family. Yeah, she's not the best cook. Uh-huh. Sometimes she is very funny, but she gets distracted a lot when she cooks. So <laughs> that's part of the reason why. So when that's all mixed together, you can grab the stick of frozen butter. Okay. What you're going to do is you're actually going to grate the butter into your flour mixture. Okay. This is probably the hardest part of the whole recipe, just grating this butter. This is your workout for the day. Yeah. So just leave that there for a minute. The next thing I want you to do, separate an egg and drop the yolk into the milk mixture. Okay. In milk. In. How old's your brother, Rachel? Eight. So you guys do this cooking show together? Yes. And who's the better baker? He, I don't know, actually. <laughs> That's very diplomatic. I think I know who the better baker is. Okay, so pouring with one hand and kind of mixing with the fork with the other, you're just gonna kind of gradually add the liquid ingredients to the dry. Okay. Great. So you got all your liquid in there? Yeah. It feels like slime, kind of. Wow, Rachel is a bona fide baker. If you want to hear the full step-by-step -step instructions, go to our website. It's pineapple.fm slash stuck at home. You'll also find the recipe written out. But we couldn't leave you on a complete cliffhanger. Once Rachel finished the recipe and the biscuits were out of the oven. Ooh, yeah, those look good. I would take them out. Yeah. Rachel called her dad's into the kitchen for a taste test. Mmm. Wow. What a chef you are, Pika. Oh, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Don't thank me. She made them. You did amazing. Thank you. That was awesome. Now, Rachel and Carla aren't the only ones experimenting with food. You sent us so many recipes for meals that sound delicious. We didn't have time to share them all, but we wanted to give you a little taste of what kids around the world are making. So in the spirit of experimentation, we decided to take a bunch of those submissions and smash them together. Here's how it turned out. 
Step one, get set up. Before we enter the kitchen, we always have to wash your hands. Today I'm going to be baking cinnamon baked donuts from a Food Network recipe. Today we are learning how to make fruit soup. Have you ever tried frosting on a hot dog? It, it sounds weird, it sounds disgusting. We never know if it's good or not if you don't try it. Ingredients! Peanut butter and bananas. Flour, sugar, baking powder, cinnamon, nutmeg, and salt. One banana, seven grapes. Um, ba -da -ba. Step two, start cooking. For the cutting of the bananas, we want to make sure that you don't cut off any of your fingers or anything else. And now we're going to chop some little carrots up and we're going to make carrot soup salad. Okay. In a small bowl, whisk together the egg, milk, melted butter, and vanilla. Stir the wet mixture into the dry ingredients until just combined. And now we make it a soup by putting orange juice in the bowl and mix it up. Oops, we forgot a step. I'm going to dip a donut into the butter and then into the cinnamon sugar and repetitively do that until they're all done. And voila, I have my cinnamon baked donut. And the final step, taste what you've made. So good, tasty, yummy fresh and healthy. It's delicious and nutritious. Enjoy, Enjoy your snack. I hope you enjoy this recipe with your dog. I know they're gonna love it. And that, my friends, is how you make a delicious, fruity, frosted hot dog soup. Uh, please don't try that at home. Thank you to everyone who submitted a recipe, a review, or just a funny food podcast. Audrey, Zelda, Spencer, Serafina, Ashley, and Lauren, thank you. Our last food podcast comes from Olivia, Cora, and Nina, and it's all about one food that is really, really special to them. Can you guess what it is? Here, I'll give you a hint. You might pour it all over pancakes. Olivia, Cora, and Nina live in Ontario, Canada. And if there's one thing that Canada's known for, it's hockey. But if there's two things that Canada's known for, it's hockey and maple syrup. Nina's family members are experts at making maple syrup. They run what's called a sugar shack. That's the place where maple syrup is made. And Cora's dad, it's his responsibility to oversee the maple syrup making process from start to finish. What is your job? To help people at the sugar shop. Teach kids how to tap trees, how to collect sap, how to boil sap, how to filter it, and how to make maple syrup. That is a great job. It is a great job. And we thought maybe you'd like to learn how to make maple syrup too. Here's how it works. First, Cora's dad taps a maple tree. That means he cuts a little hole in the tree so the maple sap can flow out and into a bucket. This raw version of maple syrup actually tastes pretty gross. In order to taste like the delicious stuff you buy at the store, it has to be prepared in a special way. And that's where Cora's mom comes in. She runs a machine called the evaporator. 
is the evaporator? The evaporator is the big machine that we pour all of the sap into, and underneath there's a big fire. What's your job of the sugar shack? Um, mostly I fill the evaporator with wood to keep it going, to keep it really hot and keep the evaporators evaporating the sap. The evaporator is like an oven for maple syrup. It gets the maple syrup nice and hot so it starts to boil. That cleans the syrup so it's thick, sweet, and ready to eat. Olivia told us that her favorite part of making the syrup is watching all that sweet goo come out of the evaporator. Well, actually, that's her second favorite part. Her most favorite part is... When we have it on pancakes for breakfast. There's nothing more Canadian than making maple syrup. I think every Canadian should learn how to make it. I'm not Canadian, but man, I wish I had a sugar shack in my backyard. My kids would love that. Thanks, Olivia, Cora, and Nina for teaching us all about making maple syrup. I feel like I learned so much from all of you on this episode, and you've definitely inspired me to try some new foods that I don't think I ever would have. Have you ever tried frosting on a hot dog? It, it sounds weird. It sounds disgusting. You never know if it's good or not if you don't try it. What a fun food review. Which gives me an idea. What if next week's show was all about reviews? Yeah, let's do that. We're looking for reviews of whatever you're into. We want to hear about the books you're reading, the shows you're watching, the games you're playing, and what you think of them. Are they good? Are they bad? Would you recommend them to a friend? Tell us what you think. Something I'd recommend to anyone is this song. It's all about one of my favorite foods chocolate and it's sung by our friend Emerson Curran. Take us out Emerson. I never thought my life could be anything but catastrophe but suddenly I begin to see a bit of good luck for me because I'm got a golden ticket. I'm Max from Pineapple Street Studios and we'll be back next week with another episode of The Kids Are All Home. But in the meantime, don't forget to email us your podcasts our email is stuck at home at pineapple.fm, and that address is also in the show description. See you next week. Oh my god, that last part was terrible because I didn't hit the right note. I'm an alto, and it's really hard to hit the last note, so I'm sorry for your eardrums. Cause... Hey, it's Carla Lolly Music again. Rachel and I are lucky to have the ingredients we need right now to make nutritious and delicious meals. But sadly, that's not the case for all families. With so many of our schools closed right now, kids around the country who rely on getting their daily meals at school are struggling to get enough food to eat. That's why I'm happy to raise as much money as possible for No Kid Hungry. No Kid Hungry is a nonprofit campaign committed to making sure that every kid in the United States gets the food they need. The best way you can help them is by making a donation on their website, nokidhungry.com. That's nokidhungry.com. You can also help by sharing this information with your friends and family. Let's make sure all kids can get access to the food they need. After you make a donation, take a picture of food you've helped make at home and post it on Instagram. 